Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you, and it is Monday, August the 27th, and um, going into one of the slowest weeks of the year, and uh, our first, our thoughts and prayers go out to the McCain family, uh, Senator John McCain passed over the weekend, and of course, uh, whether you liked his politics or you liked what he did, he, he was an American, and he did things as uh, through the armed forces and uh, was an American hero. So, our thoughts and prayers go out to him, him his family, and uh, wish them Godspeed. In the meantime, uh, you know we are in uh, you know Labor Day week. Uh, the Labor Day holiday is next Monday, and of course, this is the last week of summer. Basically, I mean, not really, but you know, the swimming pools close or the old days. You can't wear white starting next week, and we all know that's a bunch of crap. But at the end of the day, this is the big last uh, vacationing part. Of course, a lot of schools have already started, but uh, for those that have not, this will be the last getaway. The as they say in New York, the last big run to the Hamptons. So barring any major news, uh, we would expect this to be an extremely, an excruciatingly quiet week. Uh, but it looks like we will probably see uh, new highs in the Dow at some time. We're only, I don't know, six or 700 points away. Uh, so, you know, we've already seen new highs in the NASDAQ. We've already seen new highs in the Russell. Uh, and the transports in the S&P. So naturally, we would expect to see uh, new highs in, in the Dow, and I'm sure they're coming. Okay, I'm a coming. Uh, and I wouldn't, again, we're, we're really, as we have said and, and, and repeatedly stated, that basically we are just kind of hanging out. We're really not interested in doing much of anything because there isn't much of anything to do. So why do you want to for, you know, so one of the things it's why force action, you know, and you know how I love games and playing games. Well, well, let's just kind of walk this back into one big game and think about playing poker. Okay. Now, you know, we, we, we did all, you know, at my age, obviously we didn't play Hold'em back 50 years ago, you know, it was not a popular home game as it is today. Um, you know, back in the day, we played high-low. You played, uh, you know, uh, seven-card stud. You know, you played some other goofy games, but Hold'em was not 
a big home game. It was not obviously did not have the popularity. But we all remember the guys, and maybe you were one of them, who played, we call them the 52-card players. They could never fold a hand. They could never go out. And, of course, those were always the ones that lost each and every week. Okay? You know, because obviously you used to have home games a lot. So it's the same goes for trading. We don't want to be, as they say, a 52-card player. We want to play when we feel when it appears that we have the edge in playing. And right now, okay, the markets, you have no edge right now in the markets, okay? Certainly, if you're long, which would be the side you would really have to be on in general, the drift is so slow that it wouldn't take much to to, to spook you out. Uh, but certainly trying to be short this market would never be wise at this point in time, okay? Why? Because at the end of the day, there's not much going on. So why do I feel that compelled to have to be in the markets when there's nothing going on? Okay, you know, it's 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 just the same old story of love and glory. There's not, when there's nothing to do, why get why bother? So I'm saying to you is you know yes, watch the market understand where it's at if you're investing great okay do your do your investing okay but at, at everything else okay just be ready for what can happen instead of trying to force it to happen and and that's really what it comes down to is this, to put yourself in a position of success instead of putting yourself in a position of failure. I mean, that's, you know, the, the reason I do a lot of the webinars I do. Yes, I do sell programs, but I also try to give you the best ideas, even if you're not interested in buying the program. Again, this is the, the, the art, the ability to be patient, the ability to, to wait, for opportunity is just as important as understanding how to trade the opportunity. And that's something that, I, again, I continue to want you to understand is to say, hey, I can wait. There's opportunity coming, so I don't have to get involved today. And, and that, again, is something that we want to make sure that we always understand is that we don't have to be in the game today, we can get in the game tomorrow. And if it's not tomorrow, we can get in the game the next day. So let's not force something that isn't there. And I think that's one of the things that, that, that I'm always concerned about is exactly that. Why should I force myself into a position that probably isn't very good? Okay, why... Should I force myself into something that, you know, I could do better, okay? And you can always do better. Now, there is a certain point and when you get ready and you enter, but that is when you can determine and feel that you can put the edge on your site. And that, my friends, is, is that. When can I get the edge on my side. 
And that comes from A, the patience to wait for it. B, the ability to determine where we are within the footprint of the market. And C, the execution of that trade. But if you try to muscle or bully the market, you will get your potatoes handed to you because the markets are too big to be muscled or to be bullied. We cannot do it. We can try, but every time we try, we end up in the toilet. And I think that's something that, again, I warn you, okay? Old Bubber, old Bubber is warning you. Don't get too involved with that. In the meantime, on Wednesday, uh, August 29th, uh, at 6 Eastern, I'm doing a hedging, and excuse me, I'm doing a futures webinar. You can tune in for free. Just go to BubbaTrading.com and sign up for the link. And while you're there, get my daily update as well. They're both free. No credit card required. Again, I'm trying to help educate. And if you like my stuff, then you can sign up with me. But there is no obligation. So go to BubbaTrading.com. Get Bubba's daily update as well as get signed up for the Futures webinar. And don't forget to go to LibertyTalk.fm and download the Bubba Show each and every day. And the Sporting Edge on the weekends. And we got football in, in full bloom already. It's starting. Uh, NFL starts in 10 days. But in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. I am Todd Baboros. We're going to step out here for a break. And we will be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Baboros with the Bubba Show. We're coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. We've said this on this program and on the daily update that we would not be surprised to see the markets make. And sure enough, all the indices, but the Dow have made new highs, and I'm sure the Dow will get there as well. Uh, the Dow's only, in, in, only in impediment is the uh, the trade wars, because so many of those companies are more involved with what might happen with trade, we believe that trade will settle. I get, again, I, I don't. I haven't changed my tune, and and all the rhetoric and all the BS that's out there, and, and all the fretting and the wiping of the brow and everything else. I will guarantee these talks will settle. I, I, I just again, it just it's just so illogical to watch. But this is the way. You know, that we have to see things go on. Everybody's got to put on their show, put on their dance. And, of course, the pundits and the advisors will continue to to, to be worried and go through all of it. In the meantime, it's it's very evident to see. Yes, the commodity markets have sold off a little bit, but they're certainly not anywhere near their lows. So we'll see how it plays out. But, I, I again, I thought it would be a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it would not surprise me that at any day that these fears and talks settle but in the meanwhile, the markets do continue to go higher. And, and you know, it's on very, very light volume. It's on virtually uh, no volatility. We continue to see the VIX get crushed. But that's the point, okay? Markets are quiet. Markets are slow. So why would we expect any different? This is one of the things that you have to understand about how the market functions, okay? Markets are slow. They're going to most likely drift higher. If you, if you look back a little bit in history, you will see that when markets are going down, especially at the beginning, 
okay? They're very fast, they're very rapid, and they're extremely busy and full with volatility, okay? When we get into a deep bear market cycle, then they get very slow as well. But right now, we are in a very slow cycle, pushing our way higher, basically almost on a weekly basis. Now, we are not predicting that this week is the end. Certainly, I, I would be surprised if a big sell-off started this week because we were going into, we call it Labor Day week. This will be an extremely, an excruciating slow week, in my opinion, unless there's some major announcement. And the only major announcement that would, would create some real action would be one that would push the markets down. I do not see that happening this week. Now, again, we're always prepared and we're always ready to react. But I see, most likely, the market is dribbling higher, continued. I would not at all be surprised to see the Dow finally make its new high. Again, that is what we've expected all along, so there should be no surprise. Uh, we look for NASDAQ 8,000. We look for probably uh, you know, the, the S&P over 2,900. But at, at the end of the day, we are looking for a spot to sell. We are looking for a reason to sell, but we don't have that. So with no volume, no volatility, and no reason, why would I want to get short here? Okay, I, again, I, there's no better position that I'd like to be in from a trader's perspective than a short. <clears throat> I believe the markets are extremely overvalued because, again, they continue to tell me that this time is different. They continue to tell me that nothing matters. Okay, it doesn't matter that the debt is going higher m- massively. Everybody wants to continue to tell me that, that, that that's not important. Well, again, we all know it's going to be important when it falls apart. But for right now, you've got the Fed, which will be in my commentary today. But you've got the Fed continuing to keep dollars cheaper. And I think that I heard the best example. We I think we used this last week as well. But the debt service, when we had a $6 trillion deficit in the year 2000, was $500 billion a year. Now that we've got $21 trillion, the debt service is only $625 billion a year. You know, just, just. But again, so the debt service is not caught up to anything else yet. So that is one of the things when you talk about the overall debt bomb that is going to happen. Again, this is not different. This is not new. But you have a lot more people out there right now trying to convince you that it's different, that this time is different. But we should all recognize from history that it is never different, okay? Again, let's recall and go back into the history of markets, the history of finances, the history of any economy. When you get overloaded with debt, eventually that debt cannot be satisfied. Now, we've been talking about this debt bomb for a couple of years, and we've said for a couple of years that let's not try to make that the sole story yet. It will be the story, but for now, You've got too many believers, you've got too much free capital, and you've got too many people trying to chase the market because, unfortunately, for the savers in this world, unfortunately for the the retirees, the people that don't want to take this kind of risk, they are being forced into the equity markets. And I think that that's something that you have to understand, that money is being forced in because there's nowhere else to go. Now, I've noticed that uh, uh, Edward Jones has done something nice with their CD rates. Uh, they're actually up, up paying CD rates and you can get at a normal bank. So I think that's interesting and that's telling you that they believe that rates are going to go higher because again, brokerage firms, 
firms like that are playing the odds of what interest rates will be sometimes. So I think that's something that you have to look at and understand that we're going to see at some point here, the rates are going to take off and that will be something that we have to look at. Now, last week we saw oil had a massive move, well, not massive move, but you know, six, 7% move to the upside. Uh, now, again, it's not, the rally itself was not a surprise, okay? The rally was, you know, again, you, we'd assumed and we said that we should get a bounce off of 64. I did not see it going to 69, okay? But <clears throat> it did, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's really what we have to look at. Now, again, I think that oil is still worthless. I think it's still a big sale, but I think one of the things you're starting to see is, there, you know, there's the worry that, well, what if we run out of energy because we're now exporting? You know, there's a couple of points to that if you want to look at. Now, I don't typically look at that stuff for myself from a trading perspective because that's too much of a fund, of too much of a fundamental data, which does not never plays in the market at this at this time. It may play out eventually, but today, in today's world, we have just the United States alone. We have a 200-year supply of oil in the ground without affecting the greenies, without any new findings. Without any problem, there's a 200-year supply, okay, under current usage. Now, we know there's a lot of oils that if we if it became desperate that it had to affect the environment a little bit, there's places to go. But if you're going to tell me that in the next 200 years, okay, we're not going to find an alternative, okay, or not how to figure out how to use natural gas or not how to figure out how to use electric or the sun, then I think that there's a much bigger problem. So the fear being created that we're, we, we may be possibly someday run out of oil is a bunch of crap. It's just another one of the, the BS things that are said and, 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 and put out there. Now, you know, we, we talk about what, what's going on with gold. Gold, we were looking for 1180 and gold came down to that 1180 level. It actually overnight last week traded 1167. But notice how we had the nice little rally now. Okay, so now it looks like gold should hold about 1190. It's probably 1190 to 1240. Now it should, it should, if we want, if you're a gold bull and you want to see a much bigger, more sustained rally, then what we would really want to see is we'd want to see the markets consolidate for the next couple of weeks. We don't want to see a straight up move. Straight up moves do not work, okay, as witnessed by the hogs last week okay if we if we look at the hogs and we've been buyers of hogs and last week i said that there should be some selling pressure in the hogs the hogs went up two weeks ago they went up 22 percent last week they came down about 15 now they went up too fast and that is not if you want a sustained market now i think hogs came down and held at a great level they should have held but you can't you, you, you don't, unless you're making a quick 10-minute trade or a daily trade, you won't want to see those kind of wild straight-up or straight-down moves. You want to be able to build momentum into a market that is going to sustain, and if you want, on the bull side, to sustain a longer-term trend. So, again, I think hogs are fine, but certainly the selling last week, in fact, last Sunday night on my call, we recommended buying puts on hogs just for the big just for the reason not because we were, we're negative hogs just because they had gone up too fast they figured to sell off and of course they did and of course this is the bubba show todd bubba horowitz and of course uh don't forget about our webinar that we have on wednesday august 29th at 6 eastern 
Uh, it's available for free. Just go to BubbaTrading.com, and there's a link there for you. And also, while you're there, get go to the, get the uh, Bubba's Daily Update. In the meantime, don't forget to download the Bubba Show every day at LibertyTalk.fm. We're going to step out here for a break, and we will be back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. We're coming right back to you right after the break. The Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Shalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. The meats in general had a, a you know a, a rough week, not as rough as hogs, but again, you're 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 having a lot of people play on extremely light volume. Okay, same in the in the commodities markets. Volume is light, and if you remember these two things, equity markets will tend to rally in very slow conditions. Why? Because investors will continue to invest in the market because every day money comes in from 401ks, from IRAs and all those things. So equities are, tend to drift higher because they offer some return, you know, through dividends and whatever. Commodities don't offer dividends, so they will tend to drift lower. So when we look at the overall volume picture, grains have been very ugly. The meats were ugly last week. And what you want to really look for is, I think you look for an opportunity to buy because we know that when the equities start to sell off, they will that money will flow into a new market, which would most likely be the commodities, grains, and livestock. We also know that they've already priced in about as much bad news as we can possibly see from that perspective. So we would look to be a buyer of these markets, and I think that you would find yourself to be a much happier camper when indeed you do see that. In the cryptocurrencies. You know, I think here again, you're finding a market that is ripe to be bought. Okay. Now, again, it's not going to be easy. This is, but this is very similar to the internet. That's the technology type of thing. And you've got too many people fighting against it. Whereas in the internet, they weren't fighting. They were all saying it didn't matter. Well, now they're all fighting. But of course, the, the big hindrance here seems to be the SEC and not allowing the uh, the, the, us to get ETFs on these cryptocurrencies, which is bringing in a little bit of negative news. In the meantime, we're still holding up the levels pretty well, so I, I would expect to see uh, some buying here. Again, I will repeat, I'm in, I'm losing money, okay? Not a lot of money, but I'm losing money, and I continue to buy, okay? And, and I don't want anybody out there to go crazy spending all your money 
But again, I look at it this way. This is like I put I pretend like it's one nice dinner I'm taking my family to every couple of weeks. That's what I'm putting in. Okay, I've probably got, you know, a few thousand dollars involved or or a little bit more. But again, this is not something that I am I'm going crazy on, but it's something that I think is worth the risk to be involved. Okay, so again, I'm losing money. I'm in and I'm in Uh, myself. I'm in a little bit of Bitcoin, Ethereum, IOTA, EOS, BitShares and uh, uh, Litecoin Okay, and Monero. So you, you know where I'm at. I'm losing money. That's the bottom line, and and so we'll see. Okay, so there's some news over the weekend that the trade talks collapsed with China. They're not going to collapse. Do we really believe that China is going to let that economy get destroyed? Their markets are getting clobbered. The yuan is going to zero. Okay, with the stronger dollar. This is a this is all a big act. This is all a big play, and on both sides of the party. Okay. I understand, but if you remember this, okay, the United States of America does not need any other nation to survive. Not that it would be, we'd be all thrilled with it, and I'm not saying that's the direction that we should go. But it is nice, as they say, to hold all the aces, okay, and know that if they do fall apart, that we are perfectly capable of surviving on our own, okay? Now, these, in my opinion, we're going to see a deal from Mexico. I believe there's a handshake deal already in place. I think that China will definitely come to the table. They're trying to save face, and maybe they're going to try to stall out until the the midterms. Who knows? Okay, I mean, everybody's predicting a blue wave in, in the midterms, and I'm not so sure. I, again, it's hard to fight the economy. Now, I am. I don't think the economy is as great as everybody says it is. But it is better, okay? I think we've created more issues and some more problems. But I think, in general, the economy is better. There are more jobs available. So you do have the opportunity to work. There are still a lot of these people like my age, okay, from, let's say, 45 to 65, that aren't trained well enough for some of the jobs. But there are jobs out there. Benefits are starting to come back a little bit. So I think that we will see. So we are seeing a better economy, okay, barely. All right. Now, again, I think that will change, but that is something we'll talk about in my commentary as well. But I do see a, a little bit of ray of sunshine. But I, I think when it comes to the trade wars, I think that's what will really help this settle out. Okay. Because China is in, in big trouble, and so is Russia. Okay. Their currencies are collapsing. They have been accumulating gold forever. And that's one of the big things that's going on right now as well. Is, is As we talked a little bit about gold earlier, but the, the short exposure that we'll call that dumb money has to gold is record. Biggest of all time. What does that usually mean? Well, it means that they're going to get caught in a short squeeze. Again, I'm a believer in the precious metals as well. And again, I trade them actively in very short bursts, but I own gold and I own silver from a long-term investing perspective. They are not, they are not a replacement for anything. They are not a hedge. They are a good, hard asset that should appreciate in value that you can use, and someday you might have to use it as a currency. But I would never buy it against my portfolio. We hedge our portfolios using the same products that we're buying. But it is something that I think everybody should have some representation of in their own portfolio. That is just something that I do believe in, and I think that it's a gold and silver platinum. If you play it, 
I'm only in gold and silver myself, okay? And I prefer silver better than all of them. I, I think one of the big stories over the last couple of weeks is this Tesla story. Now, all of a sudden, you know, Tesla was going private. It's not going private. And that's what happened over the weekend. There's news that they're not going to go private, okay? I really have to wonder how this whole scam came apart, okay, came about. Uh, you know, Elon Musk hates the short sellers, okay? Why, I don't know. I think, you know, in, the, in, in, in factuality, short sellers actually help the stock because they make it go up faster when it goes up. But he, I believe, my opinion, I believe he took a shot and wanted to squeeze the shorts, and he, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I don't think they ever intended on going private. I don't know who would pay $420 a share for that stock. But in the meantime, now it's coming out. And I want to see how the SEC handles this, how the regulatory bodies go after this. Because this is a pretty serious crime, in my opinion. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. But this is a pretty serious crime. Because this was, in my opinion, again, this was true manipulation. Okay? So I think that's a, a problem of, uh, uh, that we can all see here. Now, we've had this big talk of, of continued socialism. And first of all, most people don't understand what socialism actually is. Okay? But it's also that there's a survey out that says the majority of young Americans are receiving some sort of welfare. Okay? Now, again... Our goal and objective should be get to get off the welfare state. Our, our, our objective should be to prosper. But when you have these politicians preaching free college, free health care, free this, free that, a monthly stipend, you cannot go. Now, again, Venezuela is not quite the same socialism that Bernie Sanders is talking about, but it always ends up like that. Okay, socialism does not work except in a regulated way, which you could make a case that the United States has some part of socialism, a component built in, okay, through our welfare, through our unemployment, through all these other areas of benefits that that people can receive. Okay, so we do have some component of it here. And I think that's where we're falling into the problems because we refuse to change certain things. But true 100% socialism does not work. You're seeing a perfect example of that in Venezuela and in other countries around the globe. And I think one of the big problems you are seeing as well here is global liquidity is drying up. Okay. Now, when we look at this, and you take a look at the emerging markets, they're getting slaughtered. Okay. Why? Well, because, you know, they took the chance, they took the opportunity to borrow money from the U.S., okay, from U.S. banks at 2%. They're lending it out at 6%, whatever. You know, numbers are not important because they could base it on dollars. Well, with the dollars rising, okay, the cost of dollars, and, you know, everybody's all saying, oh, now the dollar's going to collapse again. The dollar, in my opinion, is 95 to 97 in the index, and the next time it's going to par. Okay, this sell-off was exactly what we expected. We talked about it last week. So, but because the dollars are so expensive, most of these emerging markets, most of their currencies are now inverted and not worth what they've got out. So it becomes 
a much bigger problem. And that's why we're starting to see the liquidity drive up. And then you take into consideration what's going on in Russia, what's going on in China, and what's going on in some other markets. And you're going to see that this could be a major problem. And, and, and it's something that, you know, again, we continue to ignore because of, it's no big deal. It's no, nothing is a big deal until it, until it is, okay? Uh, and and I, I think that these are the, the issues that we have to face throughout these markets, okay? You know, you continue. And that's something that is always part of what we're doing is we're trying to understand the issues and things that we have to face. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horwitz. And of course, as always, remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And also, don't forget to download the Sporting Edge as well. And for today, don't forget we have a webinar on Wednesday. So go to BubbaTrading.com and download the webinar and sign up for Bubba's Daily Update at BubbaTrading.com. We're going to stop out here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horwich, we're coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz with the on the only, the very talented Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. What's up, Jane King? Hey, Todd. Well, summer's almost over, so kids get back from sleepaway camp and, you know, got to start getting serious again. Let, let the impeachment proceedings begin. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I think about that. Of course, I watch news all the time. That's what I do. And, um, I mean, this is the strategy. So um, the Democrats didn't win the election. So let's go after all of the people around Trump and just demoralize everybody. So, of course, we've got Cohen. Of course, we've got Paul Manafort. Um, but then we've also got Chris Collins, the congressman out of New York, who is really one or two top, you know, first people to come out in support of Trump. Uh, you've got Duncan Hunter now. So anybody who's a supporter, who's a Republican, is going to expect to just, you know, to, to be the victim of some kind of, like, witch hunt. And uh, there might be more. Um, it's a double standard because, you know, there's bad stuff going on in both parties, but somehow they don't ever get prosecuted. Uh, that, that, that is amazing, is it not? <laughs> that uh, I mean, it's amazing that Hillary Clinton is not in jail, but that's another story for another day, and that, that's not... Yep. But, you know, obviously the very sad, the tragic, they found Molly Tibbetts, and that was very sad. And, and, and of course, oh, yeah. the story, obviously we're, we, we should all be against or, or, or want to have a better immigration system. We want to have ICE. We want all this taken care of. But I think that the media is making too much of the story of the illegal immigration versus the sad uh, murdering of a, of, a, of a young girl. I, I, I Just what is your mm -hmm. opinion of that? Well, I, so far I've heard about three or four people who are pro-immigration or legal immigration um, who always start off by saying, well, I just feel really bad for the family, but, and it's like, I'm really about ready to vomit if I hear that one more time. I mean, it's eye-rolling. Like, <clears throat> it's like you really don't feel that bad for the family or maybe a little bit, but you want to make your main point about, well, the you know, it wasn't the fact that he was an illegal immigrant because Americans do this too, and we just need, I mean, it's chaos. It's, it's anarchy, the system that we have. We don't know who's here. We don't know how many. Um, it's leading to crimes which are unnecessary, 
I mean, so I, I just, I mean, I, I don't understand why we can't fix this problem. I mean, it's, they're breaking the law, either, either follow the law or just say we're open borders. Do one or the other. Don't have this kind of like nebulous policy that we have now that nobody really knows what the heck's going on. And you're just making everybody mad. So I think it's ridiculous. And, you know, I feel so bad for the family. I just have a daughter and I just, you know, I can't imagine having to, to live through that and lose a child. And it's, it's completely unnecessary thing to happen. And now the papers are reporting today that this man has a child in the United States. So that complicates things even more. So this is what happens. I mean, this is what happens when you have a law and you don't follow it. Well, right. And we should follow the law. We should build the wall and we should <laughs> crack down on immigration. And you want, you, you want I mean, we should have you verify. I mean, we should do all these things. So we know what's going on. And by the way, this isn't a racist policy. I mean, I live in New York. I have friends of all colors. I have eaten at all kinds of restaurants. I've enjoyed tons of different cultures here. This has nothing to do with that. This is more about just chaos and anarchy and controlling an out-of-control situation. I Listen, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, listen, we all know how it all started and how it all went. And I just think, again, as you've said many times, Let's just follow the law or change the law. But, I mean, obviously, I think you and I agree that we would like to have borders so that at least we know who's coming into this country. And, and that, I think, is the bigger issue is we have no idea who comes in half the time. I mean, you know, listen, I've seen people that have been deported that are back in two days. So oh, yeah. that's the that's the real issue. And and again, yes, do they commit crimes? Of course they do. Everybody commits crimes. I, I, I understand mm-hmm. that, but let's let's at least regulate our own country and, and have the people and, and you want to f- apply for citizenship? Hey, welcome aboard, but at least go through the right process, yes? Well, that's right, of course. And I mean, this is so simple. And it's like, why is this so hard for people? I mean, maybe the process to apply to be a citizen needs to be streamlined a bit. I mean, that's something to look at. Um, you know, maybe it should. I don't know. I think I've heard it takes 10 years. I don't know. I mean, maybe we should narrow that down to two somehow. But um, I mean, and it's not just crime, although that's part of it. But it's also just it's um, it's benefits. Wages, it's depressed wages. It's it's also just kind of this culture that nobody really gets anymore. I mean, it's like, what are we? I mean, you know, we're, you call some place and they're, they're speaking Spanish and they're speaking English. And I just think it needs to be more kind of a cohesive country. It just feels so fractured. And I think illegal immigration leads to that. I, I agree. And of course, it does cost a lot of money as well because of, you know, you can't refuse anybody from a hospital. So, but anyways. That's right. Yeah. And the schools, I mean, there's just, I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, uh, we, could, we could make it a couple of weeks for the shows there, but, but so now I, I do want to ask you about trade. Okay. Now it appears, you know, I thought that we were going to get a deal done this week. It, everything looked good in Mexico and China's coming, yeah. new China's coming, but now all of a sudden it doesn't look so good, but I mean, I'm, I'm a hundred percent confident that this is just weak, weak hands being scared out and selling it in the commodity space, which is obviously where I'm heading with this. Uh, and I think it's really more of a buying opportunity because I do believe they're going to settle. There's no way if you look at the overall uh, evidence of what's going on in these emerging markets, what's going on with China, that they have to settle to get their economy back on track. But what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, they may be doing the old New York real estate negotiation move. Like, you're getting ready to sit down, you're getting ready to sign that contract. And you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I think I want a new floor. I don't think I like your floor very well. <laughs> like, New York is, like, infamous for doing last-minute stuff that, you know, 
delays things. And so that may be what we're seeing here. I think it's all going to get done. And by the way, the market reaction, really interesting this week when those new tariffs went into effect on Thursday and the market was like, eh, whatever. I mean, I think Wall Street thinks something's going to get done. Um, You know, it might be the end of the year or maybe early next year before it happens. But I think we're going to get new trade deals are going to be more fair and they're going to be good for the economy and the markets overall. I do. And I obviously I've said that every weekend I get, you know, I get the trolls out there that bash me all the time when I say that, but I, I believe that. I mean, listen, I am not only am I a believer in that, but I am positioned in my, in my trading account for, for exactly right, that, right. To, for, for <laughs> well, that I, to happen. I think, I think that's smart. Yeah. I think that's a good place to be. Well, you know, I mean, I get, again, I, I just, I, I look at it and I go, at the end of the day, Jane, America could live without anybody, right? We we could be a standalone. We don't need anybody. But I think it's great that we that countries get together, that we have the global economy. But we could survive and prosper without anybody. But I think that it just – I think what President Trump wants is just free trade. And I think I want free markets. I'm tired of the all the manipulation that goes on. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I totally agree. I mean, they, they need to be just kind of, you know, torn down and redone. I mean, you know, maybe when we did NAFTA in the early 90s, you know, this kind of made sense. Um, you know, but now, you know, things have gotten out of balance. So we need to rebalance things. I mean, this is just natural. Mexico, of course, fighting for every bit they can, which they should do and have every right to do. Um, but every side has to look at this and go, okay, you know, here's what we need. Here's what we want. We've got to give a little here. And I think they're going to get redone and they're going to get rewritten and they're going to be better as we head into, you know, the next generation. And I, and I agree uh, with all that. I think that you're correct. Now, last question for you today. Okay. If I think that I think it's going to be a blue wave in the house, I think the Senate's going to stay uh, red. I think, but I th- unfortunately, I think the house is going to be taken by blue. Uh, and do, do they start impeachment proceedings if they take over the house? Well, I think that they'll try. Um, if, you know, Nancy Pelosi stays as leader, she hasn't been too um, excited about starting impeachment proceedings. So she may decide to put a hold on that. Um, I did see where the president's going to try to make 40 different stops between now and the election to try to push Republican uh, candidates for the House. So it may not be as big of a blue wave as we expect. I, I think he's great on the stump. And what he needs to do is get people out to vote. Um, I mean, that's going to be the big challenge, getting people out and getting them to vote. So we'll see. I don't know. We may, we may have some surprises in November. Jane King, Lila Maximedia, the Kachin Report. As always, I thank you so much. Thanks, Todd. And that was our friend Jane King from Lila Max Media, the Kitchen Report. And of course, we want to remind you to check out uh, our high school investing program, which was at, at highschoolinvesting.com. And if you'd like to help us support it, go to Patreon, P A T R E O N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. In the meantime, don't forget to download the Bubba Show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. That'll do it for today. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you back here tomorrow on Tuesday with more of the Bubba Show. Top of board with everybody. Thank you so much. We'll see you. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.